fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Another day in paradise. It is the pre-Friday celebration. Hey, welcome into the program. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General, doing what we do best here on the show each and every day. Boy, do we have a program lined up for you. I am excited for this one. We get to talk disinformation and truth and non-truth and lies in the post-truth era, according to our guest that's going to be coming up at the bottom of the hour, which I'm excited about, Donald Barclay. He is an author of numerous books. Also, he is with the University of California. I know. Hang tight there. He's the deputy university librarian at the University of California. In his latest book, Disinformation, The Nature of Facts and Lies in the Post-Truth Era. What is truth? What is lie? And how can we differentiate between the two in today's society? We'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Really excited about that one. So great to have you along for the ride today. Before we get into issues, which kind of actually bleeds into our topic here, at least for the first few minutes, I have to say thank you. Thank you for all of our radio listeners in all of the radio markets that we work, that we broadcast in, especially right here in the Wichita, Kansas area, where our flagship radio station is, my flagship KQAM, Steckline Communications, uh, where I broadcast out of every single day. And uh, we've been looking at ratings and how ratings have been doing for the show uh, here. As you know, We get to look at those each month or every couple of months, and we're doing very, very well with this program as we continue to grow. Outside of just the radio ratings, we also have our podcast downloads that I kind of keep a tab of on a monthly basis on how well we're doing there. And for the last couple of weeks, for some reason, we've had had a massive skyrocket of uh, daily downloads on the podcast uh, for the show that we post after the program every day. And I thank you for that. Our live stream numbers, which we uh, partner with OpsLens, OPSLENS.com, with their website and with their app and with all of their social media sites, they pick up our video stream for the interweb that we share out all over the place. And we kill it with you guys out there as well. Like a couple thousand, a few thousand daily uh, there. So thank you guys for that. And with all of these numbers that are kind of coming in from all these different media outlets, we are doing very, very well for this program on radio and on TV and on the podcasting and the streaming all over the place. As uh, talk radio has really tried to diversify to stay up with the times and the latest and greatest technology, we've been able to do that very successfully. And we are killing it. So thank you guys. I know that people in our industry usually don't say that because like in TV... The news guys, they don't say thank you for listening. They just expect you to. Why the hell aren't you paying attention to my program? And for talk show hosts where we give some news, we give our opinions, we give the facts, we talk about it, we dis- we talk about to experts and about experts, we talk about things that are going on. It's a very popular forum. It needs to be more popular with the younger generation, but that's why we branched into podcasting. So we branched into online streaming so that way the younger generation can get a snippet of the information and it's not just all one side from the tweets that are sent out by Joe Biden and some of the idiots on the other side of the aisle. So uh, first off, I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for following us and, and listening to us and watching us. 
I do appreciate that very much, even with our Hoosier Media Network, my side project that uh, is eventually here soon. Not to give a whole lot, but eventually soon going to be doing uh, streaming kind of like an internet TV station with all the programs that I produce with our podcast, plus this show as well. So you'll be able to see this as well there and links to all the shows and the podcast. So we're moving to that digital age. And I thank you for following us and supporting us because it truly does mean a lot. And the numbers reflect how well we're doing with this program. And it really is a great honor. Now, why the big question that kind of leads into and feeds off of that is why do so many individuals enjoy talk radio? And enjoy the podcasting and enjoy this this medium of information. Joe Rogan obviously kills it. He's way bigger than any news outlet out there with CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News or anybody. Joe Rogan kills it. It's just a four-hour podcast with no commercials and just talking about really intense information. Behind that, Tucker Carlson was rated as the, the 2021 most influential media personality out there. And that's right behind Joe Rogan as a Fox News contributor with Tucker Carlson. Why are so many individuals interested in talk radio and conservative messages and want to hear this stuff? I truly believe it's because we want activism. We want to do something. We see what's going on in the nation and we're angry and we're frustrated and we're grumpy about it, and we don't know what to do because we're tired of complaining about it on social media and then getting censored on social media and not really doing anything. We realize that the uh, keyboard warriors out there today with their cute little hashtags, to them, they think that is the change that the country needs as long as you just create a hashtag and you say your awareness on the interweb, and then it's all done. Okay, great. I did my bidding. I've done my justice, and therefore it's all done. I can move on. And they feel better about themselves and they can sleep at night. When the issue's still there, but they've done something kind of sounds vaguely familiar with what government does when they pass bills it doesn't solve anything but they've done air quotes here for the radio listeners they've done something and they feel better about themselves <laughs> does it actually work no no not not really but hey you know what as long as you feel better i guess that's all that matters we want to do something and the only way we know how to do something is to be educated is to listen to all opinions and all different sides, which is why you listen to numerous different talk shows to get their perspective, maybe on the same issue that everybody talks about all day long, but it's a different, unique perspective to think outside the box, to widen your cranium a little bit and to think in a little bit different way and to be able to bring that into your community, to become the activist in your community. Here in the state of Kansas, one of the gals we've had on our local program many times uh, is part of a One Million Moms Against Gun Control fighting for Second Amendment issues. She's running for state representative now, just announced it a couple of days ago. And we're going to bring her on my local program here in the state of Kansas because she is a wonderful individual who said enough is enough. And when we have an opportunity to do something about it, we're going to seize the day. Carpe diem, baby. We're going to carpe diem all over this place. Well, guess what? That's what we do with talk radio. Which really brings in kind of a socioeconomic and kind of a, philo- a philosophical discussion here. On the left, what do they do? On the left side of the aisle, we see them become extremely violent. They don't necessarily have an outlet. They have their sounding boards. That is Twitter. That is the mainstream media. They have their sounding boards, but there they don't feel like they're the true activist. So what do they do? They become violent. We see Black Lives Matter. We see Antifa. We see the story just yesterday about someone trying to uh, bring a gun and a knife to Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh's uh, location in his home. We have the school shootings that happen because someone wants to be famous and is just tired of society or angry or have a beef against somebody and they want to do something horrible. We have the parents 
of the kids that were affected, especially with like the Uvalde shooting just a couple of weeks ago uh, or week or so ago, where they want something to be done on the matter because they want purpose. They want meaning. They want it to matter. They want something to mean something when their children actually pass away on what does it mean in the grand scheme of the universe. And isn't that what we all want? Not to go too terribly deep here, but it really does matter, doesn't it? We want something to have meaning. We want to be valuable in the world. And this is almost kind of a first world problem that we're running into now is because the third world countries, they still have a ways to go. They're living in horrible situations. They're living in slums. They have bad water. They don't have a good supply of food. They don't have a good supply of shelter. They're living in tea. Whatever the situation may be in those countries, not to knock them, it's just the reality of what it is. They have opportunity to do something to make it better. Here in the U.S. with our first world problems, we've solved a lot of the issues. Do we have more to go? Absolutely. Do we still need to be innovative? Absolutely. Engineers, get on it, baby. We need to create the, the you know, the, the UFOs up there so that way we uh, counter the rest of the UFOs or drones or whatever the hell's up there right now that are scaring a lot of people and the government's openly talking about but no one else seems to be wanting to talk about. Another story for another day. The activists right now on the other side of the aisle there, we always relate them to the children, and I don't need to be mean about it. I don't need to be um, snarky about it, but it's kind of the matter of fact. The actions of the left side of the aisle are very childlike. If they don't get what they want, they throw down on the ground, they flail all over the place, they create the temper tantrum, and they whine about it nonstop because they don't get what they want. It's the le- until they do get it. When they're playing the board game with another friend and they end up losing, in the middle of the game, they'll change the rules for it to benefit them. We use these metaphors all the time against the Democrat Party and the socialist left because it's honestly the truth. I'm not trying to be mean for anybody that knows me on or off the radio. I'm a go-lucky kind of guy. I'm a go-along, get-along, very happy, very cheerful kind of guy. I'm not here to just badmouth somebody for the sake of badmouthing, but when we observe something in the observable universe, we see the Democrats are ones that just lose their minds whenever they don't get what they want. And when the polls show that what they want isn't popular, they ram it through, and that way we can't turn it back because we'll just get accustomed to it down the road. It's like the frog boiling in the water. Eventually, we just don't realize it's there which is why we see the fourth branch in the bureaucratic state that's going on today. So what do we do about it? Because we asked the guest that we had yesterday kind of an interesting question is, while they use violence for their response on activism and we just like engage people and try and go out to vote to make sure that it doesn't happen and we can counter them that way, we're we're playing the same game with two different rules. And what do we do about it? Well, one thing we can do, is just like you do as a parent with children when they're acting out, is you kind of redirect their energies. You redirect their focus. Right now, Democrats want to be so purposeful and meaningful that they don't know what to fight for any longer, so they have to find stupid things to argue for. They have to fight for LGBTQ rights. Well, guess what? We have LGBTQ rights. No, no, we want special rights for the LGBTQ community. It's Pride Month. By golly, we need an entire month to run out there and have a parade and wear crazy things and and have drag shows for children. And We want to put it so far in your face you have to acknowledge it, not just being equal of I can do what I want. I'm just going to go about my business during during the day and during my life. No, no, it has to be in your face, which is not equal. It's just obnoxious is what it comes down to. But 
they have nothing else to fight for. In the, they want to be the 60s where they want to fight for the women's rights and they want to fight for the minority rights and they want equal rights here and they want equal rights there. And they want to fight to make the world a better place. Everybody wants to make the world a better place. Everybody wants purpose in their life. I totally get it. However, the vast majority of the rights that we have fought for are here and we're living in them. And can we fine tune it? Sure, we can always fine tune it. But for the most part, they're there. And the left doesn't know how to handle that because they're in that activist mode. As conservatives, let's start steering their energies and activism towards something productive as opposed to the destructive that they've been doing for so long. Let's find ways to be positive in society and work together because those that listen to conservative talk radio, those that listen to Fox News, those that listen to Joe Rogan, those that listen to podcasting on these issues, we want to do something, which is why we're watching in mass droves right now, 2,000 Mules, because we want to do something about an electoral process. And while they're out yelling and screaming that we're trying to censor the vote, we just want a free and fair election. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's find ways... Because we are the adults in the situation here, let's be honest. We don't sink down to their level to try and argue with them. We redirect them to be in a positive way, even if they don't recognize it. How we do that? Well, we can do that in different ways for each individual topic and issue that comes across us for the current events, which is what we're going to focus on here on the program going into election season. Let's redirect their anger and their frustration and their activist mindset to something positive in the nation as opposed to just being destructive for the sake of being destructive because they feel like they have to do something and have purpose in their life. First world problems, right? That's what we'll do on this program. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the updates going on out of Washington, D.C. with the gun bills January 6th, and we'll talk with Donald Barclay coming up in just a little bit. It's a Thursday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. So I think I need to clarify something here for a second. I was watching some of the online social media comments on the feed, on the live feed right now. Andy, a lot of these are socialists. What do we do with these guys? Yeah. Okay. Let's clarify again. And there are two tiers of the Democrat Party right now. And the Democrat movement overall, the socialists, the activists, there are really two tiers. There are the ones at the bottom, the voters, that are, uh, there are some that are the bleeding hearts. They want to do the right thing. They want to do the good thing. They want to do what feels good to them. And they think they're doing a positive thing, but they're really not because they've been played like ta- like pawns. They have the strings attached to them like a uh, like a Muppet. And they, do, they go about their business thinking that they're doing good for humanity when they're really not. When they promote social programs, when they try and promote amnesty for everybody, when they're trying to promote for let's let people out of prison because we just they just need rehabilitated. They don't need punished in some way, shape, or form. When they promote for their universal basic income or erasing the student loans or whatever they promote, they there are some that truly honestly feel they're doing the right thing because it feels good. And in an ideological world, when you're thinking in your head, you're like, wow, I wish I could get rid, the, get rid of the debt for everybody. So that way they all had a clean slate and they could really start a new life. And you know what? That's a wonderful feeling. I'm glad you feel that way. You're thinking about somebody else. You're thinking about humanity. That's awesome. I give you total props for that. The problem is, is that you've been led astray because you actually trust a government entity to do it the right way and to take care of people without having some type of control or some type of political agenda that's hidden behind it. Matthew McConaughey, when he was up there at the White House just a couple days ago talking about gun control to support the bills that are in D.C. right now because of the shooting in Uvalde, which was his hometown, he has the best of intentions. He's just kind of an idiot. Hey, we need to get rid of guns. Like Even gun owners want to get rid of these things because we won't want bad guys to have the guns. You know what? In a perfect world, I agree with you. That is the socialist liberal utopia where you're chasing the great white dragon every day anyways, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It sounds wonderful, but we live in a world called reality. And reality shows that bad guys don't follow laws. Therefore, how could we pass more laws and expect the bad guys to follow them by making it more difficult for good guys to be able to protect themselves? Logically, in a real world, that doesn't make sense. Your heart is in the good place. And as we talked about with the clips from McConaughey, I agree with the points that he made based on reinforcing family values, reinforcing American values, reinforcing responsible gun ownership. You know what? nobody would disagree with those things. But then when you're like, hey, we need to get rid of the guns. Okay, no, that's not going to work because there are near 300 million firearms in the nation and close to 8 billion rounds of ammunition in the country. Good luck getting rid of those for a nice little happy utopia with no firearms and no crime. Because every time that that has been tried in the history of humanity, then something bad happens because government seems to take advantage. Because in this two-tiered system of ideology, there are the bleeding hearts that want to do good, that are just misled 
in the wrong direction. And then there are the ones up there that understand there are idiots to be misled properly and that they can play with them as the pawns and then be able to gain control or political agendas or promote a certain agenda because that they can use that emotion against them. I take that back. There are three types because then there are ones that are just complain stupid. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> I guess. You know what? I take that back. Erase everything I just said. There are three types of Democrats. There are the bleeding hearts. There are the control freaks. And there are just the plain stupid ones. So you have to decipher which one they are in order to redirect their energies to be somewhat productive as opposed to destructive. Because we're not going anywhere. And one thing the conservatives love with talk radio and with the news and with the stuff that we advocate for is that we have a call to action. Our call to action is to educate as many individuals as possible, is to expose the truth of what's really going on in the world, which is easy to do. Hey, record gas prices, record inflation. We just heard Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, come out and be like, you know what? Yeah, inflation's not going to get much worse. And oh, by the way, there's nothing we can do about gas prices right now. So enjoy it because we're going to have stagflation for a while to where for the next year or two, it's going to be this high for a while. Gas prices aren't going down anytime soon. The inflation's not going down anytime soon. Just get used to it. Well, just as the person on MSNBC said, you know what? The last administration, they had a lot cheaper gas prices. I want to go with them. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are reason, common sense, rationale, hopefully truth to some way, shape, or form, although that's a complicated conversation that we're about to have here in just a minute. Welcome back into the program. Trying to cram 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Covered a lot of ground, a lot more to get to. We'll have in a little bit. We'll talk about the House bills and the votes on the gun legislation coming out of there. Some Republicans siding with Democrats in the House. Is that a cause for concern in the Senate? We'll talk about that a little bit, plus the January 6th hearings that are going on as well. But I love this conversation because with so much information coming out now, obviously we have radio outlets, we have TV outlets, we have podcasting outlets, which you know, you can see a lot of it, and you can go to HoosierMedia.com and see all the podcasts that we produce on there. That we're about ready to have our online internet TV broadcasts uh, going on with all of our different shows. More shows coming on here in the next couple months as well. Really excited about that. HoosierMedia.com. Go and check it out. We appreciate that. Nice little plug there. But with so much information, we are in a massive information wave. 
what to do with it. It's a lot to do about it because there's a lot of information and a lot of contradicting information out there. And it's hard for individuals to decipher what is truth, what is not truth, what is fact, what is not fact, which is why it really comes down to you and I. And we have conversations in D.C. about how much of it needs to be regulated. So is it truth or is it not truth? You are fake news. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to play. I had to do it. Just couldn't do it. So let's talk about some of that. And what do we do about this crazy age of information and information overload? And how can you weed through it to find wisdom and knowledge, which is what we try to promote here on this program. I, I am super happy to have on the program. He is the Deputy University Librarian at the University of California, also author of the latest book, Disinformation, The Nature of Facts and Lies in the Post-Truth Era. It's Donald Barclay on the line with us here. Donald, how are you, my friend? Fine, thank you so much for having, having me, Andy. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I love this conversation. I love uh, this, this uh, topic because... It is hard to find quote-unquote truth nowadays, isn't it? I mean, you could have two different blogs on the interweb that say com two completely different things at 180 degrees, and it's difficult to decipher what's right and what's wrong nowadays. Uh, yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I just want to say straight up, you know, for your listeners is when I talk about information, a lot of people who write about information, disinformation, fake news, the point of the book is, oh, these other guys are all bad and my guys are good or you know, these other guys are bad and my guys are good. And that's not how, what I write about. I'm not interested in, in like, pointing the finger at anybody as being why These people are all liars. Sure. But I'm really interested in how we think about information and how we understand it. And certainly, how do we decide what's credible? And, I, you know, the, the way I often just talk about it is, you know, we, we like to talk about truth, but truth is really hard, you know. And uh, if you go back thousands of years, philosophers, Plato, you know, what is truth? What do we really know? Yeah. And we still haven't really figured that out. But but I think a more valuable way to think about it is to think of information as being on a continuum. And on one end of the scale, you've got stuff that's completely incredible. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of the scale, you've got stuff that's highly, highly credible. And what you have to do is sort of, when, you, when you're confronted with information, and, and you can do this by comparing sources, looking at multiple sources, um, you know, trying to understand the expertise of the person presenting it and the biases of the person presenting it and your own biases to say, how credible is this? Where does this fall? And, and of course, the thing about information is all information is created by people and people aren't perfect. So we have some information that's highly credible, um, you know, that's really quite believable. There, I, I always like this story. There's a famous physicist who said, uh, I live in an apartment on the 23rd floor of the building. Anybody who doesn't believe in gravity is welcome to come to my apartment and jump out the window. <laughs> so there's there's things that are highly credible and things that are less so, and it's it's our really our job to try to figure out where where things are. That's that's a great point because philosophically, which I don't want to go down too far down this road, but this is kind of what I enjoy with this, so I have to go there to some degree. I mean, I've heard, I mean, obviously with different cultures around the world for thousands of years, that truth is relative based on you know the culture and how you actually live. But there is a truth in some degree when you look at math and you say two plus two equals four. That's our way of interpreting some type of measurement system, and that's kind of a collective universal understanding that two plus two equals four. Today, though, we are seeing kind of a breakdown and even challenging of that as well. Two plus two can just be whatever you want it to be, or it's just racist, which some try to claim as well, and I find that interesting. But it, it, it's challenged even the most basic understanding of how we observe our observable universe right now, isn't it? Yeah, there's, 
there's some of that. There's um, there there's what what you find sometimes is some ideas that come out of out of postmodernist thinking, which postmodernism was a philosophical uh, movement that started in France, basically in the 1970s, and um, it's a fairly sophisticated way of thinking, but it can be kind of, I think, sometimes misused, you know, mm. by people who, who, in, in looking at existentialism, if you go down that rabbit hole too far, then everything becomes relative. And in fact, you might even get to the point of saying, well, any, any attempt to claim information, even, you know, a scientist claiming, you know, an object falls at 32 feet, feet per second squared is somehow trying to just exert their power over us. And um, so that that's kind of like the extreme of that. And and you see that being used by people, of, strangely enough, of all different kinds of political stretch, whether they're left or right, sure. um, of sort of saying, well, you know, it's all relative. It's, it's really just about trying to take power by claiming knowledge. And, you know, I, I think, of course, that's a real dangerous way to go. And I I think the problem, you know, the root of the problem is if you get too cynical about information, if you just go, oh, it's all just made up and it's all, you know, just a bunch of people trying to control us, you know, one way or the other, um, that if, if you go too far down that path, well, where does that leave you? I, I mean, the, the yeah. when you think in a real practical way in the world we live in, what do we use information for? We use information to make decisions, sure. you know, about economics and and health and and how we relate to other people so if all your decisions are just sort of based on your gut feeling and and all of the you know the inbred cognitive biases and things that you have that are part of your makeup that's not a very good place to make decisions from you you can learn from people you can learn from what other people know but you just have to be i think careful in thinking about well what do I choose to accept as, as factual? What do I choose to learn from? Yeah. Well, and it's a bad way to live. I mean, it, that would be a very tough way to live if you're challenging everything like that because everything is about control. I mean, you would be in a corner shaking, you know, just losing your mind going into a mental institution because you can't function uh, that way the further down that rabbit hole you go. We're talking with Donald Barclay, Disinformation, the Nature of Facts and Lies in the Post-Truth Era. You can find him online at donaldbarclay.com. Here's the bigger question. Let's take it to current events right now with the media, with the, with one of the lowest approval ratings or trust in mainstream media right now, with the government itself, with some of the lowest approval ratings that we've seen for trusting the government in any way, shape, or form. Can we bring that back? Are we able to bring trust back into the mainstream media? Because some people say, I don't want opinion. I just want straight fact. And then even a fact, a, a news report that comes out, well, they're only showing one side of the story is there a way for society to come back and actually trust the information that's being given to them? Well, that's, that's a good question. And, and, you know, question is, is there really a mainstream media anymore? That's a good question mm. because there's so much media. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I think part of what we're dealing with is um, that we've, we've always had, you know, things that, you know, lying has been around forever. Um, Propaganda. There's there's an example. The oldest known example of written propaganda is something called the Behistun inscription from 500 BC, and there was probably oral propaganda before that that we just don't know about because it wasn't recorded. So, 
things like that. You can go through history and find that, you know, and people using information to try to control other people. You know, that, that's really old. We, we see that in the Protestant Reformation. We see it in, in not, of course, in Nazi Germany. We see it, you know, all over the Cold War. So it, that is not new, but I think what we're dealing with is new, and it's really kind of revolutionary, is the the onset of digital information in the digital world. It's, it's a change um, comparable and maybe even more profound than printing for movable type. And there are theorists like um, um, Malcolm uh, McLuhan, or Marshall McLuhan, I'm sorry, Marshall mm-hmm. McLuhan, who McLuhan writing in the 60s and 70s wrote about the printing revolution and saying, when printing for movable type hit in, in medieval Europe, and really, you know, it took it a while to really catch on, it changed the way people think. It changed human cognition in a really profound way and led to all kinds of things like the Protestant Reformation and the Scientific Revolution and, and, and so on. Um, even the idea of individualism as we understand it today. He saw all these things coming out of printing from movable type. And although McLuhan died before the digital revolution really took off, he was writing about things like TV. And if you go back and read what he says about TV, He's saying this new electronic medium is making a similar change in the way we think. So what we may be dealing with, and, and I, you know, I don't have a grand unified theory to explain everything, but I think there's some truth in this, is that the onset of digital technology is quite possibly changing our cognition, and it's so new and it's happening so fast, it's really hard for us to ju- adjust to it. Yeah, and stay it's up with very, it. It's disturbing, you know, it. it it disturbs our way of thinking and our way of responding. It is, Donald. We got to we got to take a hard breaker. Well, can you sure, stick right. over? Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure, uh, love to. Fantastic. Hang on the line here. We got to take a break. It's disinformation: the nature of facts and lies in the post-truth era. Fascinating conversation on kind of the psychology behind where misinformation is coming from. What fact really is. We'll continue this when we come back here. Can we get back to common sense and reality a little bit? It's a difficult one. We're right back here on the Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the show. Last few minutes here. It goes by way too fast. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations all over the country. Live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be. Hanging out with us. By the way, real quickly, there is some breaking news-ish. If I can find my, oh, here we go. Let's try that. There we go. Uh, There is some breaking news, not a whole lot of information right now coming out of the state of Alabama. I believe Walnut Park Elementary School, about 9.30 this morning, there was an individual forcefully trying to get into an elementary school and ended up getting shot by officers and I believe died. I don't know a whole lot of information right now, but elementary age children were at the Gadsden City School and... uh, Uh, Unfortunately, there was an individual that died by the hand of law enforcement or at least shot by the hand of law enforcement as they were trying to forcefully enter the school. Don't know the situation, what was going on there, but we'll keep you apprised of that one. Uh, More madness and chaos going on in the world right now, uh, which means that, again, like the conversation we're having right now, that facts and truth and reality actually matters because there's a lot of people that unfortunately are not living in reality or at least want to cause harm to what's going on. Right now we're talking with Donald Barclay. Disinformation is the book, The Nature of Facts and Lies in the Post-Truth Era. Donald, as you mentioned going into the break there, was that right now we're living in such a weird time where we've never been in a situation like this, and there's so much information flying at us now that it's hard to decipher what's real, what's not real, based on stuff on the Internet. We had the quote-unquote disinformation governance board uh, at the at the D.C. level in Washington, trying to regulate some of what they said was the disinformation uh, floating around there, which I think turned out to be more political than uh, than not because they were trying to censor things of, quote-unquote, medical misinformation with COVID-19 or the uh, claims of fraudulent elections that were happening. And regardless of whether people believe that stuff or don't believe that stuff, they were really focusing more on political issues than whether someone believes the Holocaust existed or not on on a blog, which, uh, you know, is a whole entirely new story. So do you think that was a reactionary thing of us just trying to put a handle on the situation? Or do you think issues like that coming out of D.C. are more political than they are actually with a motive to do good? Oh, yeah, I I, I didn't follow that. Actually, I didn't follow that too closely. It it seemed rather (coughs) doomed from the start. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean... Even if it was well-intentioned, you know, it's going to turn political yeah. and people are so distrustful 
you know, like you were saying, I'm distrustful of, of politics that, you know, no, probably if that committee had said, you know, um, had said um, that, you know, an object falling falls at 32 feet per second per second. Um, hold on. Did we get cut off? No, we're still here. I still got you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you bet. Somebody yeah. called my phone. I thought we got cut off. But anyway, you know, if they said an object falls at 32 feet per second per second squared, somebody wouldn't have believed it. You know, a lot of people wouldn't believe it. So I think they were kind of, it was kind of a doomed process. That, you know, sure. if something, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't have an answer. I, I don't know that trying to have, you know, boards of certainly politicians or wise people is really the, the solution for what we're dealing with because it is. Yeah. It is so complex, you know, and again, this idea that we're living in this digital fire hose of information that that's really um, undermining a lot of the traditional ways that we approach information um, is really complex. And I think one of the things we can all do, you know, as individuals is, and I, and I try, I try hard to do this and I know I'm not perfect. A lot of people, you know, no, but nobody's perfect, right? Sure. But I try very hard to do a couple things. I try not to share information with anybody, especially political information, unless I'm really sure it's highly factual. Mm. That is a great point. And and I, I think also, that's how we move forward, isn't it? I mean, that's how right. we can start weeding through some of that is to have maybe some verified sources or to factually know, hey, this you know this is common sense. We can share this yeah. out. But just sharing unknown sources is a little bit scary. Right. And also... You have to be really careful when your emotions are invoked, mm. uh, when you're mad, when you're sad, when you're afraid, when you're feeling smug because, oh, this totally confirms everything I believe. Sure. We, we, our guard goes down when that happens. I, I have this news feed, and I don't look at it very often, but I, I swear there's a computer somewhere that's got an algorithm that says, <laughs> what news articles can we share to make Donald Barclay as mad as can possibly get? Yeah, to be mad or to reinforce. <laughs> yeah, to reinforce right. it. Yeah, we're out of time, my friend. It's it's Donald Barclay. Oh, Disinform- okay. No, you're right. It, it flies by way too okay. fast. we got to get you back on the show because I love this con- conversation. Oh. Disinformation, <laughs> the nature of facts and lies in the post-truth okay. era. Donald, let's get you back on again soon, my friend. Sure. Anytime, Andy. I'm happy to talk to you. Hey, you betcha. I love it. I appreciate that. That is for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then. It's time to be your own voice of reason. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow for a Friday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.